Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through God our Father and through our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. Amen. A portion of God's word we're going to meditate on this morning is from Mark chapter 11 as Jesus prepares to ride into Jerusalem on Palm Sunday. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here shortly. They, found, they went and found a colt outside in the street, tied at a doorway. As they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them to, and the people let them go. This is the word of our God. If we haven't met personally to this point, uh, as Pastor said, my name is Pastor Kevin Hundley. It's a great privilege to be with you here today. <clears throat> Been in the ministry for about 23 years. That started uh, back in uh, growing up in Milton, Wisconsin, and growing up in the area. Uh, I've driven past the little white church out by the interstate more times than I could count. I didn't know what the name of the church was. I knew that one of my classmates, Pastor Brug, had been called to that congregation. So instead of just calling it Brug's Church, we would normally call it Shepherd of the, of the Interstate because we didn't really know what the name of it was or how you really got there. But it has been a privilege and, and, and a joy to get to know those folks out at St. John's and to serve them. As I said, I grew up in the area just down Highway 26 in a little town called Milton, Wisconsin. My parents ran an appliance store in town for close to 40 years called Shumway Appliance. Maybe, maybe you've heard some of the radio ads on FM 107 uh, about that. It's, it's now third generation in the family. My nephew runs it. My best friends growing up were the pastor's kids. And so when they were planning on going to high school, they were going to go to, back then, Northwestern Prep in Watertown. And I decided to tag along. And through the years, they went off and went off to other career fields, and, and I kept going, and that's how I, I got into the ministry. I've served congregations in the Milwaukee area in an urban setting. I was called and assigned to a, a congregation right out of the seminary called uh, Ascension in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is right next to Hershey, Pennsylvania. For 13 years, I served a large congregation, much like your own, about 1,000 members down in Kenosha, uh, a parish called Bethany that had a large school, and we had a second uh, worship site. We had multi-site ministry. Then for close to five years, the Synod called me to serve in a capacity called the Ministry of Christian Giving, which is going out to say folks, say thank you to folks who support different ministries or mission work on behalf of our church body. 
And little did I know that I was thanking folks for their support of missions and God had in mind that he would call me to a place called St. John to help them start a mission. And that's, that's why I'm here today, to tell you a little bit more about the work that's going on in Deerfield, which we call Hope in Deerfield. So I knew when they called me, this was going to be a big task. I had never started a mission before. Had some ideas about how you went about that from my brother pastors in the ministry. And, and I knew that this was going to be a task bigger than one pastor or one person could do. It was going to take a team effort. It was going to take the whole congregation to be a part of this. So when I accepted their call, I said, if this mission opportunity is going to work, it's going to call, it's going to call for divine intervention. It's going, to, it's going to call for God doing it. And since that's the case, I want a front row seat to see what God's going to do. And I look forward to this partnership we have and being a part of this new kingdom work together. And that's what I'm here to talk to you about as also partners in this important work. You might wonder why plant a mission in Deerfield of all places? couple of reasons. First, uh, if you're aware of Madison and its slow growth to the east, you've seen how some prairie has exploded in size and Cottage Grove is going through that now and Deerfield seems to be the next in line as Madison continues to move to the east. There's projections that plenty of people will be moving to town and plenty more rooftops will be planted in that area. So we want to plant a mission with the idea that growth is coming. But there's also people to serve there today. Deerfield's about 2,000 residents plus. And if you statistically look at that community, it's pretty unique spiritually. When you drive through a small town in Wisconsin, you normally see the Catholic Church and the Baptist Church and maybe a Methodist Church and a Lutheran Church. If you drive through Deerfield, there's one church. It's a ELCA Elka Church that's seemingly dwindling in membership to about 30 to 40 individuals. The, the scene in Deerfield is interesting because statistically, more than half of the community says that they don't have a church home or a place that they regularly worship. And if they do, it's outside of the community. So we're here to say there are plenty of souls just down the road that need to hear about Jesus, and that's another reason why we want to plant a mission in Deerfield. The district mission board of our church body in 2019 decided, hey, Deerfield is, is a hot spot on our calendar and on our map of places that we want to plant a mission. And so even before I came to town, Pastor McKinney and others were gathering to say with the district mission board, how can we partner together for this work? How can we be a part of caring for those souls in that community? 
And so it was decided that St. John was calling a new pastor. Let's ask him to head this effort, but it's not going to be just a St. John effort. It's going to be a partnership of the congregations in the area. And so that's another reason why I wanted to talk to you today. The final thing is, while I was contemplating how to, how to go about this work, I called a pastor that I had gone to school with. He was a year ahead of me in school, all through high school and college and seminary. He's kind of a shy guy. He doesn't talk a whole lot. Maybe you know him. His name is Pastor Tom Have. And I asked him, you, you've helped plant a mission in the past. How do you go about this work? And especially, how do you go about letting the people in the congregation I serve and the other congregations that are partnering in this work to see how important this is to focus energy and time and resources to this work. And, and Pastor Tom have said, I've stolen a line from another pastor that we both know that he uses to talk to his congregation about mission work. And that line sounds like this. The Lord needs your donkey. And that's why we're looking at this section from Mark chapter 11 today. Take a look again at, at what it says. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you doing this? Say, the Lord needs it. And we'll send it back here shortly. Isn't it interesting that with everything on Jesus' plate as he's going into Jerusalem for Holy Week, to ride in on that Palm Sunday parade and to to teach in the temple courts and Monday, Thursday, and Good Friday, all looming ahead of him, he's still thinking about the little details that need to happen for Holy Week. Sometime before this event, Jesus has had a conversation with somebody to say, hey, the time is going to come when I'm going to need to borrow your donkey. And, and maybe it was Lazarus of Lazarus and Mary and Martha. They lived in Bethany. And after Jesus rose Lazarus from the dead, Lazarus definitely has a, a reason to be thankful and say, Lord, whatever you need, I'm happy to help you with. Maybe it's one of Lazarus's neighbors who saw all the things that happened in the community because of Jesus. Maybe it's somebody else we don't even know. But what's interesting is Jesus took the time to put this little detail together. And it's kind of like the ancient world's version of borrowing a pickup truck. The Lord needs your donkey, but that time is going to come when I'm going to need that service, and can you help me out? What's interesting when you read scripture are all the things that you don't hear. Imagine if you heard in this section, the response of, oh, today? I, I didn't know that Jesus was going to need my donkey today. Can he come back next week? Maybe then, I can, maybe then I can let him borrow the donkey. Or 
I've been thinking and I've been checking into Jesus' donkey driving track record, and it's a little shaky. He's had some accidents in the past, so I've thought maybe I'm not going to let him borrow it this time. Or whatever the excuse might have been. But instead, the owner is like, this is for Jesus? This is for the Lord? Absolutely. I would love to share that with him. And so I'm here today because the Lord needs your service. The Lord needs your donkey, not the pickup truck you might have driven here to church today, but your time and your resources and your effort and your smile and your welcome handshake. Since I've come to town, your pastors, and especially Pastor McKinney and his service as the circuit pastor, has really impressed upon me we are here to be your partners. We serve a big congregation. We're happy to, to lend you aid and people and resources as you need them for the work of the mission. And that has been a, a very welcome encouragement as I've been going on kind of planning this work and, and implementing it. I've served a large congregation in the past, and I know the, the blessing and the challenge of ministering to and being a part of a large congregation. And that challenge is people. The blessing is people, but the challenge is also people. Because when I was in Kenosha serving about a thousand people, the biggest challenge we had was finding people. Because sometimes the mindset is you know what, somebody else will do it. Somebody else will take the time. Somebody else has the resources and the energy. I'm busy right now. Somebody else will do it. We don't have that challenge just out by the interstate at St. John. I serve a congregation of about 200 souls. About 100 of them come to church on a really, really good week, but because of COVID, we're probably worshiping about 80. Of those folks, as we've talked about the mission work before us and the, the things that need to be done and the various teams that need to be in place to set up chairs and take down chairs and welcome folks and serve coffee and go hand out invites, I have about 20 folks who have said, I'll let you borrow my donkey. 20 folks who have said, sign me up, I'll be a part of a team, pastor, call me when you need something, I'm happy to help, I'm there for you, I'm there for the Lord. But the challenge with 20 folks is after a while, 20 folks get tired. And so I'm here today to tell you that your partners in ministry out by the interstate need your help in doing the work that needs to be done in Deerfield. And I hope that today you will consider being a part of that privileged work. The first thing that we could use is prayer. With the Lord begin thy task, the hymnist says, and, and we definitely need prayer. We need people who will just keep this constantly in your prayers as you ask the Lord to encourage the folks who are doing the work and, Lord, bring people to us and give us opportunities 
to share your promises with the people of Deerfield. So we need people of prayer. We also need teammates, and this might be a weird photo to have in church, but Pastor Nass says, ah, Packer Sunday and another Packer photo here in church. So here we go. If you, if you see uh, photos like this on the Packer website, before every game, they take captain's photos for that particular game. And for years now, if you look at those photos, you'll see Aaron Rodgers in the background photobombing the photo, just about every single photo. If you don't know what photobombing is, it's the hiding behind people and making faces and, and trying to make a fool of yourself. Well, notice he's there uh, behind number 79, but in his other hand, he has a puppet on his other shoulder. A and that tells me he's a teammate that likes to have some fun with his teammates. That's what we're looking for too. We're looking for folks who are willing to partner with us and have some fun in sharing Christ with a whole community of people who need to hear about Christ. When I told you about 50 plus percent of folks in Deerfield don't come to church, we have statistics about why. Most of the time they say, I don't come to church because I've tried it, and the people that I've met at church have not been friendly to me. They have not been welcoming. They seem judgmental. Besides, all the church really wants is my money. At least that's their thought. So we're trying to create an effort in Deerfield that makes people welcome. <clears throat> as soon as they get out of their car in the parking lot, uh, the doors to church are held for them, to welcome them. There's people on the inside at a welcome table uh, greeting them and, and trying to make them feel a part of, of, the, of the community that we've gathered that day. There's a, a, somebody serving coffee and a donut uh, there's conversations that happen. If you would like to be a part of that, we need you. If you know somebody who lives in Deerfield who's possibly looking for a church home, your pastors have said, I can give you permission for a number of weeks to invite those folks in Deerfield to come with you as your guest to Hope in Deerfield to check out worship there. We worship at 11 o'clock Sunday mornings at the Deerfield Elementary School. Help them feel welcome. Show them there's some love here with Christ's promises being proclaimed to them and be a part of that. If you don't know somebody personally and you're just willing to be somebody who's a welcoming face, we need that too. Finally, I'm sure it isn't a shock to you that it takes resources to do mission work. When this was asked of St. John by the neighboring communities, this wasn't a part of our budget. Hopefully by the middle of 2022, we will have jumped through the hoops of the district mission board to make sure that we are a part of their funding model and, and receive some resources to help us do the work that we're doing. But until then, it's costing us about $1,000 plus per month outside of our budget to do the work that's being done at Deerfield. And so if you're somebody who says, hey, I don't really have the time to come on over, but I have some resources to share, we could use that help too. On your way out today, 
by the stands where you pick up your worship folders or the middle table, you'll see a card that looks like this. This is a way for you to indicate, hey, Pastor Hundley, I'd like some more information or I'd like to be a part in a particular way. I encourage you to take some time today to fill one of those out and hand it to me during Bible study or uh, after worship or give it to one of your pastors in the coming days or weeks. They'll make sure that it gets to me and I'd be happy to follow up with you to tell you more information or to plug you in somehow in the work that's being done. The final thing I want to share with you today is this picture. Uh, this summarizes why we do what we do. The, the lady in the stripes might look familiar to you. It's Gail Metesky. She was a teacher here at St. Paul's for years. And she's doing what she does best over at Hope and Deerfield. Uh, she's welcoming kids and helping them with a little coloring project. The mom at the left is Alicia. The dad at the right, uh, his name is Joshua. And before September 12th, when we started our first worship service, I had never met these people before. They showed up on September 12th to the first service, and afterwards I asked them, so how did you get to know us? What brought you here today? And, and they said, well, somebody dropped an invite card in our door, and we thought we'd come check it out. We've been at plenty of churches in the past. We've been to Baptist churches. We've even been to Lutheran churches. And every church we've tried in the past basically impressed upon us that here are the things you need to do to make God happy with you. If you're a good Christian, then you will do this. And if you're a good Christian, then you will do that. And, and we got tired of trying to keep all of those rules because we didn't do a very good job of it. But now we have kids, and we thought it's time to try to go to church again and see if we can plug in with one. And this is the first church we've ever been to where we heard about God's full and free forgiveness for us and the assurance that even though we don't keep all of the rules, Jesus did for us, and there's forgiveness for our sins, and there's help for our hurts, and there's hope of a heaven. They've been coming week after week since September 12th. And then the past week, Joshua called me on Monday and said, I'd like to talk with you on Friday. Do you have some time? Absolutely. What do you want to talk about? Well, I've been checking and I thought I was baptized, but I found that I wasn't. And I'd like to talk to you about a baptism. And next Sunday, we'll be having that baptism at Hope in Deerfield for Joshua. This is why we do what we do. God is bringing to us souls that need his comfort and his peace and forgiveness and things that you might have heard so many times now that you're, you've lost track of it, but this is totally new for Alicia and Joshua and for many more in Deerfield. I never thought I'd be in a position to be asked to be a part of starting a mission. It wasn't on the radar screen, never thought it would happen. But here I am. God's got a sense of humor, and, and God is merciful. But the amazing thing I'm here to wrap up with you today about is maybe you never thought that God would ask you to be a part of starting a mission either. But here we are. The Lord needs your donkey. 
He asks you to come along for the journey. He wants you to be a partner with this, to see the privilege of having more souls learn about his love and his mercy and about his heaven. And I encourage you to join me on the trip. In Jesus' name, amen.